In this episode of the Broken Rising podcast, we're going to talk about why you need the Lord's healing after being broken under by a leader and why it's so important that you as a Christ follower be emotionally healthy for you, your family, the people you minister to, and your future. Welcome to the Broken Rising podcast. The mission of Broken Rising Ministries is to help those who have been wounded by a church leader find healing, embrace faith once again, and continue on the journey of their calling. Here's your host, Gary Dunn. Welcome back to another episode of the Broken Rising podcast. In this episode today, we're going to be getting down to a real question of the heart. Why you need to embrace God's healing after you've been wounded by a church leader. Now, it might sound like a really silly question because after all, spiritual and emotional healing is one of the primary benefits of knowing Jesus. Jesus, by his grace, not only loved us, but he forgave us of our sins. By his grace, he has given us hope. He has given us peace. He has given us uh, a life worth living. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he gives us giftings. He gives us a calling. He gives us mission. He gives us purpose. By his grace, his great love has canceled out um, the depravity of man. And... Serving Jesus is awesome. Knowing Jesus is awesome. We figure that this is kind of a silly statement that we need to embrace healing. If we know Jesus, shouldn't we be walking in it? Well, the answer is, is that after a breaking under season, often we, we don't and we can't because we don't know how. Uh, and so uh, it might sound like a silly question, but it's actually a question that we need to answer for ourselves if we're going to recover from being broken under by a leader that we once served. All right, so the journey of healing can be a tough road. And when something is tough and even painful, it's really easy to put it off. All right, dealing with the thing that has hurt and wounded you so desperately, so badly that the pain just wells up every single day. Um, I've been through seasons where the pain, literally I woke up with the pain, the emotional pain every single day of the thoughts of what was done to me and the and uh, not being able to understand what was going on. And God, why in the world would this happen? And, and uh, look at how I served you. Look how faithful it was. Kind of the, the cry of Job, so to speak. Even the cry of, you know, David in the wilderness. It was, it was those, those cries where, God, what's going on? And it's so easy when you're overwhelmed by that pain and that it just emotionally just washes over you. That you just put it off. You just, why even deal with it? Uh, it's easier just to put it off for another day. But it must be engaged with the power of the Holy Spirit if you want to move on with the future that God has for you. So what's even worse is that we too, it's too easy to craft reasons why we don't need to heal from that wounding or abuse uh, that we encountered. Um, and those excuses, uh, and they are essentially excuses that we make to ourselves and we make to the Lord, uh, they what what they do is they just take that wounding and that pain and it just pushes it deeper down to the heart uh, and we try to keep it away from the Holy Spirit because dealing with pain is a pain in unto itself it like doubles up the pain to deal with the pain is can be sometimes be a horrible thing but the Lord wants to heal us from all of that He wants to take what the devil uh, takes the devil takes the pain and then he compounds it He makes it worse with the shame and the guilt and all those things. 
the Lord wants to take all of it. He, if Listen, the Lord can, can raise the dead in Jesus' name. He can heal your heart from being wounded by a leader that you once served. And that's what we're going after. So when we put off the journey of emotional healing, the devil continues to have a foothold in our lives. He continues to have a stronghold. And my hope, prayer, and the focus of this ministry and this podcast today, this specific episode, is that we begin to chip away and break right in half that stronghold, the, the wall that's around, that stone wall that's around our heart and our mind that has been put there by the abuse that we received uh, serving a leader in the church. And so we want to uh, we want to embrace that journey of breaking the stronghold and getting to the healing of the Lord and allowing the Lord to come in and uh, and take away that which causes us to cry, which causes us to walk around wondering what on earth happened. We want to walk in the healing of the Lord. So why do we need God's healing after we've been abused by a leader? Well, there's a couple of reasons why. The first one is that we need to embrace healing because the broken state in us isn't God's will for our lives. Again, this seems so simplistic. This is kind of like, you know, the grass is green, the sky is blue, water's wet. Um, being broken and wounded isn't God's will for our lives. But sometimes we're deceived and we think that somehow that wounding, that emotional and spiritual abuse and mistreatment that we receive at the hands of a leader or a group of leaders, that that's God's will. That's not it at all. That's people walking in their flesh, leaders who are walking in their flesh, good leaders that have had a moment where they've slipped and walked, walked in their flesh and they, um, they, they, they didn't intend to, but they wounded you. They hurt you. They abused you. They offended you. They, they did that to you but they didn't mean to. And then, of course, there's leaders on the other side who, it, the, the selfish ambition that they have in themselves, that their grid for understanding uh, who who people are as the Lord's creation, it just is non-existent. They, they see people only as pawns. They move around the great church chessboard, uh, and uh, it's all to flow back to their own, their own affluence and their own influence and their own... Um, popularity and their own notoriety um and it's about it's about them and so when they abuse and wound in that context it, it just that sometimes is even worse when we can understand when people do it by accident they don't mean to they're just need to improve as a leader they need they're on their own journey with the lord and they accidentally wound you and then they take responsibility it's so much easier to to walk through but when it's when it really flows out of um, that uh, that selfish ambition that we talked about in the last podcast, um, that the last episode, that that it's the worst. It's hard to deal with. Um, but God loves us too much to leave us wounded, even if we're wounded by another one of of His children. Remember, we're all God's children, and you know, there's the the oft used joke that I've heard ever, and we've all heard this said that you know, there's black sheep's in the family, right? There's just that, uh, that that God's family is, God loves all his children. It's just that some of his children are black sheep. There are some children that are that are kind of worse than others and, and uh, when it comes to their behavior and the way that they treat others, right? And so the Lord loves them, the Lord loves you. And it's not God's will for your life to have been abused by that leader. And it's not God's will for you to walk in the pain that is now present because you were abused by that leader spiritually and emotionally. 
So we embrace healing because the brokenness affects the ones around us that we love. We talked about this again. The reason why we're going to skirt this is because if you don't get to the place of healing, the wounding will spill over, not only in the unforgiveness we talked about last episode, but in, in when it comes to the healing of the Lord. If we're walking in the opposite or we're, we're existing in the opposite of the wounding, that wounding will spill over into those relationships as well. Psalm 38, 11 says, My friends and companions avoid me because of my wounds. My neighbors stay far away. So in the psalm here, we're, we're talking about, uh, we're talking about, you know, David who is suffering and his friends stay away from him. All right. We're talking about the wounded soul who is uh, his friends and companions that say they stay away. And that happens very often. And that actually is another thing that compounds the hurt and the pain that our wounding um, is so spilling out everywhere around our lives, that our hurt and our pain is spilling out everywhere that that people around us, our friends, sometimes even our loved ones, even sometimes our family members will stay away. They will just, they'll have as much contact with you as they kind of need to have. And then they'll stay away from you uh, until you see some sort of breakthrough, which is really unfortunate. This is the reason why we need the breakthrough. It's the reason why we need the healing uh, hand of the Lord to come upon us and uh, and just get in there and heal that wounding and that hurt that's in there. Any spouse of a staff member or lay ministry leader who has been abused will tell you that their loved one is not the same. My own my own spouse, my own wife, uh, she can attest to that. Is that after a season after I was broken under, the anxiety, the depression, the the struggle was real. It was right on the surface. It was, you know, it was that same lament that David and Job had. Um, some of the some of the suffering prophets that the Lord had called them to minister for Him. They had a word. They had a calling, a gift, a, a moment, a ministry, and and then all of a sudden the wounding and the breaking under happens uh, from a leader that's in their flesh, and all of a sudden. Uh, in your lives, like sometimes it can be like flipping a switch, and all of a sudden you're just not the same. It's the reason why it's because you need healing. You've been wounded by that particular moment, that abuse, that mistreatment, and your spouse knows it. Your spouse probably knows it more than anybody else. And the worst part of it all is that they will often suffer in silence. And that journey of healing needs to happen. Uh, and we have to be careful that we don't fall back in. Because then that season, then there'll be another season where that wounding comes out and affects your relationships. Uh, say with your spouse, your children, they know. Everything from short-temperedness to anger to the silent treatment to reduction in physical affection to disengagement from children are the result of being abused. This is one of the worst parts of, of, uh, of being abused or mistreated by a leader is that that wounding the anxiety, even the depression, um, that uh, that sorrowful heart that you're carrying with you. Um, basically, you're in mourning for something that has been lost, something that was beautiful, that was now that has now been tainted by abuse and mistreatment. Um, it taints everything around you. There's disengagement, there's short-temperedness, and all those things that that all get wrapped in to being abused uh, and and walking as kind of the walking wounded. All right, so um, we need to embrace healing because the brokenness affects 
uh, those around us that we love. Um, another reason that we um, we need to embrace God's healing after being abused by a leader is that we embrace healing so that we don't cut off and short-circuit our future and our destiny in Christ. Again, there's tragedy upon tragedy of, of when a leader is, is, uh, is abused and mistreated and, and broken under. Uh, so many things happen. It affects the relationships in their lives. It affects their emotional and their spiritual state, their broken, wounded heart, where they need healing. Uh, it obviously affects their family, but it also affects their future and your future in Christ, your calling, your ministry, um, the gifts that the Lord has given you being released to bless the church, to bless the world. Um, that's the reason why the, the Lord put those gifts in you and they're in you. You have those gifts. The worst is when the devil steals the effectiveness of those gifts because you're wounded in your heart and you need healing. And that, and that woundedness is stopping you from getting to your future in Christ. The pain of abuse keeps you from being passionate and focused on God's call for your life. When somebody is being mistreated and they're being abused in their ministry position, there is no possible way that they can achieve all that God has called them to do at that ministry position without there being a supernatural impartation for that particular season and moment. And we've seen that. There can be times when there is extreme opposition to your ministry, but usually those that opposition comes as kind of like an existential threat, um, spiritually speaking, right? So you're pushing a ministry, uh, evangelism ministry into community, and you're receiving the enemy is using, um, you know, the enemy will use all sorts of tactics to keep that uh, ministry from moving forward. You're trying to do something in the church, and there's some there's a grumpy ad hoc people of a group of people in the church that are stopping that ministry from happening. And now there can be some abuse and wounding that happens with that. It isn't, we're not talking about opposition to the ministry. We're actually talking about a leader who is called to cover you, shepherd you, love you, and release you into your destiny calling ministry uh, and uh, in future in Christ, who's actually stealing that by abusing you. And when that happens, uh, your your ministry and your future is stalled. It's not destroyed, it's stalled. It's just paused for the moment. Uh, there's no way that you can be effective in a ministry when you are being abused. Again, without a supernatural visitation to empower you through that. Uh, because that's the way the body of Christ works, is that the people that are supposed to shepherd, love, and facilitate those succeeding in the kingdom, when they don't, it's hard for those that they lead for them to succeed in the kingdom. Now, it's not that you don't want to serve the Lord. It's just that the energy to do so is taken up with the wounding and the pain in your heart. You think about this, if you've got a severe cut, wound, sprain, you've got a break, all your energy is going to be put to, in, it, physically speaking, is going to be put to healing that wound, that break, that sprain. Um, uh, years ago, uh, at a, uh, when I was skiing, I, I dislocated my shoulder. Um, and it was about eight weeks of physiotherapy and, of course, the night thereof being taken to the emergency room and uh, being, being having to be put out where the doctor was literally standing on me and just reefing my shoulder back into its socket. Um, that it, for those eight weeks, um, physically speaking, not spiritually speaking, my ministry continued, but uh, spiritually speaking or physically speaking, my, the, the, there was one going concern, the pain that was in that shoulder. And doing the physio and getting that shoulder uh, after it all 
got put into place and seized into place and getting it all fixed back up and getting it loose again and being you know being able to be used physically same thing with the spiritual and emotional wound that when you have that wound um spiritually speaking and emotionally speaking that's the going concern the going concern isn't whether or not your ministry is pushing forward i mean you have to do your job you have to uh do what the lord has called you to do and what the church local church has called you to do but to do it with any sort of effectiveness is super difficult when you've been abused by a leader all right and so um those are those are some of the effects um, the second thing, the second reason why we need to uh, embrace healing uh, and reject the wounding and embrace the healing of the Lord is, um, or, or one of the second thoughts that we have here is, how do you get on the road to healing from abuse at the hands of a church leader? Like, how do you get on the road? Like, wh what do you actually do to get on that road of healing? Because often we don't know. One of the reasons why we put off and make excuses, and it's not that even those excuses are... They're ne not necessarily bad excuses per se, because some of the times we wouldn't even know. Like, how do you begin this journey of healing? Well, here's some thoughts uh, from the Word and some principles found in the Word of God uh, that are going to help us get on that journey of healing. The first one is you have to not only admit that you were spiritually and emotionally abused by a church leader, you have to admit that it, it's actually affecting you. All right, you just you can't sit there and say, "Well, yeah, he offended me, he wounded me, he or she or this group of leaders, um, you know, they they deeply wounded scar me, but I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be okay." And and you know, you say that to some people, you know, you go to a conference, you bump into somebody at church, you of course you're going to we often say those things and sometimes it can be a genuine expression and then sometimes um we say that we're okay because that particular moment in the church lobby or just bumping into somebody in the, you know, in the office or at a conference or whatever it is, that's not the time and place to just explode out onto any old person. We'll talk about this in, in episodes to come. But when you do open up and when you do reach out to those that help that that will help you in this journey of healing, and that's part of it, is is reaching out to people that that are not going through their own broken under season, uh, that are healthy and strong in the Lord. Uh, when you reach out to those mentors and even professional counselors, and, and uh, there's plenty of faith, uh, faith-filled counselors who will will help you not only journey in the Word of God but also journey with you to emotional health. Um, they, uh, those are the people that you go to. Just the average Joe in your in your uh, in your church lobby, that isn't who you go to. All right, so uh, you have to admit again primarily to the Lord, um, not only that you've been abused by that church leader, and sometimes that is an embarrassment of itself. And that'll be, again, another subject for an episode soon to come. Uh, but we don't, it can be very, very difficult to admit that we have been wounded. And of course, then we have to admit that that wounding affected you. So, in the Psalms, David was very open and honest about his wounded heart. In Psalm 13, 2, David says, How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and every day have sorrow in my heart? How long will my empty or how long will my enemy triumph over me? David, especially the beginning of his life, was a very self-aware leader. You need to be as well. 
you need to be aware that not only are you, that you come to a place where you admit that you've been wounded, it's embarrassing sometimes as that is, but you also need to come to the place where you realize that, yeah, it's affecting me. It's affecting my 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 calling, my ministry, my family, my own emotional uh, health, my own spiritual health with the Lord. It's affecting, it's affecting everything around me, my calling, all the rest. And so you need to be brave like David, who was very aware of what was going on in his life. When he was out in the desert running from Saul, uh, when he was back out in the desert again, when he was running from his son Absalom, who, who rebelled against him, uh, he was very aware of what was going on. He was aware that enemies were, were surrounding him everywhere, and they wanted to not only just abuse and mistreat him, they want to kill him. Um, and so here's the principle. We go to the Lord first, and then we seek help of trusted ones in your life. All right, and so another trusted pastor, friends who are strong in their faith in Christ, your network or denominational leaders, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Listen, if you, most denominations and most networks uh, have some sort of plan in place. They have some sort of resources that they can plug you into, get you connected with. Uh, if you would, if you were to come to them and say, listen, I'm hurting. I need to talk to somebody. I need to journey through healing. I need to, uh, I need to get rid of this, uh, this pain that's in my heart because I've had a tough go. I've been abused. I've been wounded by this particular leader. Most denominations uh, will have some sort of resource that you can plug into. Uh, and many denominations, they'll take care of that, the finances. Not everyone will. I don't, I don't know every denomination or network or what they do. Uh, I know that in my own particular uh, denominational network that there is, that you can plug into um, a, you know, a certain amount of help and you're going to get that help and they're not going to ask questions. Um, they have people on standby ready to do that, ready to help you. Professional counseling. Um, they'll also connect you with other pastors and leaders um, that can mentor you. And that's fantastic. But plug into that. But you go to the Lord first. All right. You should always be engaged with the word of God and in prayer. As much as that, that is the old trope, right? The broken record. Pray and read your Bible. Pray and read your Bible. But there's a sweetness about it when it becomes so genuine. And we often go to other sources. Uh, and some of those other sources can be unhelpful. Again, subject for another another episode another time. But um, go to the Lord first. And then from there, approach your denominational network or other resources that you have. Even just a good mentor in your life. Um, I have a number of people that I can pick up the phone and called up certain people, mentors in my life. Uh, strong Christians, believers, pastors those that I can trust and and have needed to in those broken under seasons and just say, what what gives to help, help? What do I do? And they have been so helpful because they are God-sent people in your life. And if you don't have any of those God-sent people in your life, pray about it. God will send you some. Talk to your network. Uh, even get connected with this ministry. Uh, and I will do uh, what I can to help you in your region find that kind of help if you don't have it in that, in a particular network or denomination. But the whole point is that you don't do this journey alone. Do not do it alone. First turn to the Lord, but then turn to others that are going to help you walk through this journey of healing. The next thing is to commit to staying the course of the Lord's healing. It is so easy to want to seek a, a, a moment. A moment, say, 
in prayer, a moment, say, you know, one or just a, maybe one or two sessions with, say, a counselor, or you have that phone call with that friend, that mentor, that pastor, that counselor, whatever it is, and you have that single moment, you know, you're at the altar, you're at the prayer service, you're at your discipleship or small group, and you, and you have this, you have this moment, uh, and you sense and feel the Lord healing the pain. You have that moment where the pain wanes, but most of the time you have to take a journey, a lifelong journey of healing uh, from being wounded. The more severe the wounding, uh, usually the longer it takes, because the Lord is not only the Lord of the healing moment, he certainly is, but the Lord is the Lord of the process and the journey. And he wants to take you on a healing journey to get rid of that pain. So abuse at the hands of a church leader is often more complex because God is involved, because your ministry and your calling is involved. If you're a if you're a key lay ministry leader or you're a staff pastor and you've been abused and mistreated by the by the lead pastor, the shepherd, uh, or say you're the lead pastor and again the the uh, 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 some sort of leadership team that you sit under, uh, even a denominational elect, uh, network um, that has abused you. And you're, you're sitting there and it's like, it's connected to your calling. It's like the Lord has called you to say, be a pastor, to be an evangelist, to be a discipleship leader, to be a Sunday school teacher, to be a youth, whatever it is. And you get wounded and abused. It's not only connected with, uh, just with your own heart and say your own character, your own, your own journeying in life. It's connected to God because often the abuser will make the connection that you've not only failed them, you've failed God. And this is the reason why you deserve to be mistreated. Um, but it's also connected with the fact that that those who abuse you will often try to make the false narrative connection that you are now useless to the kingdom because you've been abused. And that's a lie right from the pit of hell. That uh, that narrative that that somehow that you the fact that you've been wounded now disqualifies you from ministry, whether that's ministry at the local church level, whether that's ministry at a regional level, uh, whether that's pastoral or lay ministry or whatever, that is a pit from, uh, is a lie from the pit of hell that, uh, that your wounding disqualifies you from ministry completely. Uh, and so the pain caused by the abuse of a spiritual leader can go deeper than you think and that you're aware of. And especially when, when, we, when we go back to the beginning, we make those excuses and we make those, we come up with those reasons why we don't really need to deal with it, that you're not as hurt or as wounded or as, as much as you say might think that you are, or sometimes that you know that you really are if you're being honest with yourself. Um, man, it just goes deep. And so we got to be really aware of how deep it goes and how it's affecting the other areas of our lives. All right, so committing to taking um, as long as it needs to take to see the Lord bring healing and freedom is key to seeing the freedom of uh, that God, not only God has for you, but it lasting. All right, it cannot be this one-off moment. It can be the one-off moment, uh, but the Lord wants to add to that one-off moment. That one-off moment is usually the moment where, you know, it's like uh, storming the beaches of Normandy back in the Second World War, right? Like, when the troops arrived and they had won the day on the beaches of Normandy, there was still a, the, the rest of the continent and some hard work ahead, uh, some severe sacrifice ahead uh, for the Allies to free the rest of the continent of Europe. And it's the, when you have those moments in the Lord, it's like, yes, you have this, you've, you've succeeded, you've taken the beachhead, the, the stronghold has been 
the gates of that stronghold of wounding in your in your heart and your life has been breached. Right? The gates are smashed open. But there's more work to do. And it's about journeying, the uh, taking this journey of healing. Uh, and that's what I want to encourage you to embrace. And so this is the reason why these are a bunch of reasons why we need to embrace healing. And those are some of the ways that we do embrace the healing. We, uh, we open our hearts up to the Lord. We, um, we, we allow others to come in as well and heal us. And we prepare for the long haul. We prepare for a, a healing journey that can, yes, have that moment uh, of a breakthrough, but then there's still more work to do. And it's, it's the, I have noticed that the, the longer that you go embracing the Lord's healing, that wounding, that wounding and those scars begin to heal up and then they become less and less and less. And you get stronger and stronger in the Lord again, strong enough that you will reverse that narrative that you're no longer any good for ministry or that you can't uh, be ministry, you can't do ministry or you're not called to ministry or you're not worth any, like all those lies the devil pours on uh, when you have been mistreated or abused by a leader. And the crazy thing is, is that sometimes the, and often that abusive leader will have that one moment, that one season of abuse and they, you never talk to them and see them again. But that just opens the door for the enemy to speak other words of death into your soul and into your spirit. Just break it. Just take that. The way you get rid of it is that long-term journey. Yes, have that moment, but then a lifestyle of embracing the Lord's healing in your lives. And that's the goal. And so I want to encourage you to that end, that, uh, that the Lord, that you would embrace the Lord's healing. Embrace it. Be aware of it. Know that it's happening. And be aware and be honest with you where it's truly affecting your life around you so that you can see freedom in those areas and you can take back uh, those areas of your life that the, the devil has stolen through this uh, breaking under season. All right, so next episode, we're going to be talking about why letting go of the wounding and hurt that you received from a leader you served in the church is really hard to do. Some biblical strategies for overcoming them. So I want to thank you for listening to the podcast uh, and for watching on YouTube. Remember to hit the like button and subscribe to all the different Broken Rising channels on social media and YouTube and the rest. Uh, and I want to encourage you to spread the word uh, to those that might benefit from these podcasts, especially those who have been wounded by a leader that they served, because we want to continue the journey of healing together uh, week in, week out as we go over these podcasts. So keep rising above in the Lord, and we'll see you next episode on the Broken Rising podcast. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast. For more podcasts and resources, please visit brokenrising.com and connect with our pages on Facebook and Instagram. This podcast is copyright Broken Rising Ministries.